Welcome back. Today, I bring you the conversation I had with Kevin Z. Before getting into that conversation, I would like to ask for your guys' help real quick. And if you could, give us a five-star rating on both Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you could give a written review, that would be amazing too. It really helps the algorithm to help promote um, this show. So Kevin Z, um, he has really a unique perspective on addiction and suicide and recovery. And Kevin Z is the founder of Recovery Rockstars, where he shares incredible stories of recovery, people overcoming adversity, um, people overcoming addiction to help in the stigma around mental health and addiction. And he started Recovery Rockstars after losing two good friends to suicide and then his sister to an accidental overdose. Um, and he decided to create this mission, um, this purpose of Recovery Rockstars to help end that stigma and share some inspiring stories around recovery. Um, I really enjoyed the conversation with Kevin Z. Um, before getting into the episode, we got to talk about Engineered Sleep. Engineered Sleep, an incredible partner of mine. Um, as we talk about recovery from addiction or just recovery in life, recovery while sleeping is also super important. And the team at Engineered Sleep, I cannot trust anybody more um, to send you to somebody like Engineered Sleep to get the best mattress possible for you. If you use promo code LIVE15, you're going to get 15% off your order. Reach out to them at their website, engineeredsleep.com. You can give them a call. Just go to their website, find their number. Or if you're in South Carolina, you can go visit them at their showroom in Greenville, South Carolina. But most importantly, you're going to get an incredible product. You're going to get an incredible team behind that product working with you to find the best mattress for you. And you're going to get 15% off your order, so you're winning all around. You're going to start sleeping better, and in turn, you'll start performing better on a daily basis. Um, so reach out to the team at Engineered Sleep. Get yourself a new mattress. It's time for a new mattress. Use promo code LIVE15. And without further ado, here's my conversation with Kevin Z. Kevin, what's up? Like you just said, man, we're recording from opposite sides of the country, but we both have beautiful weather today. How was your day? Sam, what's up, brother? Uh, my day was good, man. Started off with a, uh, a little meditation and some journaling and a little exercise and just hustle all day. And now I get the pleasure of being here with you right now, which I am blessed and honored. Very cool. Is that, uh, is that part of your daily routine? Uh, depends on the day. So the days I am in the office, I don't, uh, you know, it kind of derails me a little bit because my office is like an hour commute. So, you know, Got the it. days that I'm at home, absolutely get up. Uh, the first thing I do is do a little bit of meditation, set the tone for the day, get the mind right, do a little bit of journaling. Like I told you, uh, our, our mutual friend, Donnie Starkins, right. I joined like one of his little masterminds. And, you know, it's cool. Every Sunday he kind of throws out an email with some, you know, topics, ideas, discussions, uh, self-improvement topics you know, just to kind of journal on. So do that. Yeah. And he always recommends some really, you know, uh, great podcasts. So I'll listen to some podcasts and yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Donnie's the man. You, um, you have a unique outlook or perspective about what, you know, I would say is probably your passion project or your mission. And for people that don't know, um, you started recovery rock stars 
and you started Recovery Rockstars because you lost some people really close to you. But now you get to share stories of people in recovery that are out of their phase of struggling. You know, they have these amazing, successful stories, but I think it's important for people to understand why you started it. So if you can, let's go back to 2007, 2008, when this disease really started to like affect you or hit you. Yeah, man. So Recovery Rockstars has been quite the passion project for me. Um, you know, it all started in 2008 uh, with my best friend who uh, he unfortunately lost his life to suicide. Um, it's crazy. Doug I would have never known, man. The guy had a smile on his face nonstop. We always talked about life and our relationships and friendships and you know, the dude was just happy nonstop. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember the last time that I saw him, he uh, brought his girlfriend over for Thanksgiving. He always joined our, you know, came to our house on Thanksgiving and Christmas. And dude, just having a blast hanging out. You know, I remember being in the front yard. My my son was like four years old. We're tossing the football around. I remember him, you know, hanging yeah. the football, my son and tackling him and life was good, man. And then, yeah, he kind of uh, uprooted and disappeared and, you know, we couldn't find him. And unfortunately, uh, you know, he left a few uh, letters and, you know, we ended up finding him. And then, uh, you know, a year and a half after that, uh, my brother-in-law, same scenario, you know, uh, just he came over all the time. And, you know, we know he had some uh, mental struggles, uh, mm -hmm. not very vocal about it. You know, tried to talk about it a few times, but he, again, disappeared and he ended ended up he lost his life by suicide too and then two years after that uh you know tragedy hit once again and on father's day 2012 uh you know i i ended up losing my sister and she had um you know she had struggled with alcoholism and bulimia so these three track of tragic events you know when these things happen you kind of question the meaning of life and the purpose of life and uh you know it was maybe a year or two later um i just decided to create this platform it's more of a, a community called recovery rock stars and essentially you know the goal was to connect with people all over the country and have a platform for them to share their story mm -hmm. um you know to deliver the message of hope share some insights um so wisdom and Really, you know, I, I go back to the moment where, you know, I lost my friend and I, I couldn't imagine being there experiencing what he experienced and what could I have said and what could I have done? Truth be told, I don't know because I've never experienced the mental issues that he had. So there are so many people out there um, who have. They've been through the depths of hell. Um, they've overcome their addictions and, you know, they're thriving right now. And if I can connect with those people to share their story and have them, you know, provide their words, what they experienced, how they got help, then, you know, that was the ultimate goal. So yeah. it's been a ride, man. It's been quite the ride. Yeah. You know, you've done an incredible job too. You've shared thousands and thousands of stories. You've probably saved, I mean, hundreds of, if not thousands of lives going back to Doug, do you remember how you first reacted um, when you found out that he died due to suicide? Uh, I didn't believe it. Um, I, 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 you know, was absolutely uh, shocked. Um, you know, never in a million years did I think that 
that that would happen. Mm -hmm. So then you kind of go through the mindset of, you know, why didn't I see anything? What are the signs? How could I have helped him? Why didn't he open up? Why didn't we have these conversations? Because if anything, you know, when you've got your best friends who are your brothers, I mean, you know, I, I tell all my friends now, and I'm sure you do too, with so much mental health issues with, with what we've experienced and you have too with, with unfortunately death, death and passing. Mm -hmm. I tell my best friends all the time, man, I love you. It's not really a manly thing to do, but yeah. like, I tell them all the time, I love you. I'm here for you. Whatever you need. I make sure I, my son, you know, my daughter, I love you. Whatever you need. I'm here for you. Highs, lows, you know, always, you know, please know that we're here to communicate. Yeah. So go back to your question, man. Yeah. It was shock. I, uh, disbelief, frustration, anger, you know, you can't kind of go through every single emotion. Yeah. I'm sure. Like, especially how old were we all at that age? Oh my gosh. Here, let me see. 31 32 ish okay yeah. was that i remember for me it was all like some of these losses were like kind of the first time i dealt with death in a way um mm -hmm. i didn't really ever deal with it i kind of like hit it um but dealing with death in general it's just like such a complicated you know everybody does it differently and when it's suicide it's just you know it's at the time you think it's un you you cannot understand it you know whatsoever is it was he do you know if he was struggling with alcohol or addiction or was there anything like that um you know i i know that his parents got divorced at a young age and mm -hmm. i think that played a role um you know i hate saying this but i don't think his parents were completely there for him um and then yeah i mean him and i yes we partied back in the day there was alcohol i know there was some you know some drugs involved as well but when i turned what 24 i had my my daughter so at a very young age even though we were still best friends i mean i kind of went one direction with my family and becoming a family man and mm -hmm. you know he was in the industry he was you know bartending and uh you know kind of living that lifestyle so yeah i know that he dabbled but i don't know if i know the extremities to his addiction um you know and i i, I don't want to talk too deeply about too much information because i don't want to trigger anything but he was very poetic and i hate saying it like that but in his um final note so you know just talking about the depths of of his de depression which i again i mm -hmm. had no idea so Did he did he in de detail, like say like how he felt or like, I mean, I remember for me, if I can just say from my experience, when I would be in the depths of a depression or in that state, I don't say I ever like thought about committing suicide, but I remember thinking like, I don't want to live like this anymore. Like I can't live like this anymore with like the feelings I have going on inside of me. Um, and really, you can, I think back about my experience, it could have taken just one more time of that or like mm -hmm. one more instant where like my brain could have flipped. And, you know, it's such a, a scary thing. And, it, you know, we are all we've all been affected by it. Like there's not one person you, you know that hasn't been affected by overdose, addiction, suicide, <laughs> mental health. And like you said, in today's world, I mean, at least we are talking about it more now. Um than definitely we were in 2008, 2009. Yeah. 
And I think the pandemic definitely escalated that too. Yeah. I think every person that I talked to was struggling with depression because they were experiencing something that they never have. I mean, I have so many friends who are sitting in their household with, you know, four and five-year-olds trying to run a job and be a mm-hmm. parent and be a teacher and, you know, just doing that day after day. I, I think it is good that a lot of people are starting to talk now, like yourself. I mean, you've talked about your depression. You were on the podcast it's, it's imperative that all of us really just have the conversation and lean on each other. You know, it's, it's tough though. I mean, you know, you have friends that go, Oh, I'm really depressed. Oh, why are you depressed? You know, yeah. and you, they have the perfect life. Well, no, not everybody has a perfect life. You never know what's going on in somebody's mind. So that's just where you just constantly need to, to be there and check in on each other and make sure, you know, all your friends and family are doing well. When, Recovery rock stars <clears throat> popped into your mind and, you know, I'm guessing you, it, you made the decision, like, I got to do something. I got to do what I can to help or raise awareness. What were some of the first steps you did to do recovery rock stars to, to <laughs> help this passion project? Yeah, like, great question, Sam. I got to tell you, man, when I thought of the concept, I ran it by a few of my friends that are in the addiction space. I mean, there's so many resources now and so many mm-hmm. Instagram pages are dedicated to stories, which is fantastic. It's amazing. But years ago, when I first started this, there wasn't. And yeah, you were one like, of the first ones. I used to be like, who the fuck is going to talk to me and share their fucking story? Like, <laughs> I'm a nobody. I had like, zero followers. I didn't know too many people were in recovery, mm-hmm. but it was fascinating. I just said, okay, you know, love, love the name. It's kind of sticky, kind of catchy, you know, yeah, created awesome. a mission statement. And then, uh, you know, through the power of social media, I think it started with Instagram. I just created an Instagram page and, you know, looked for different hashtags, sober, sobriety, um, et cetera. And then just, it slowly I reached out to one person, a second person, a third mm-hmm. person. And people were like, you know what? this is awesome. I would love to share my story with you. And it's kind of crazy. It's just like snowballed from, from there. And, uh, you know, people are empowered by sharing their stories and empower other people who are struggling. And, you know, it's, I think I told you this, man, it's crazy. There's so many people who are uh, afraid and I get it. Mm -hmm. There's still a stigma around it and they're worried about what's going to happen with, you know, family members knowing their story or current jobs, knowing their story. But there are so many people who might come on my podcast or reach out to me and they're like, I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. Yeah. And then they'll say, okay, I'm ready. And then they'll hop on the podcast and, you know, their fear all of a sudden just eliminates with that first question. And then it's so cool. You can see it in their eyes when you're having the conversation with them, you know, they all of a sudden just start sharing their story and, you know, you just can feel it through the podcast that they're just feeling empowered and they know that they're making a difference. And it's kind of like therapy for them to just get their story out there, you know, because it's been weighing on their shoulders. No, it's totally a form of therapy. And I tell people now, like, if you're struggling or like, really, the first step I tell people, you know, is like, talk, open up to somebody, like, just express how you're feeling, because so many people struggle um, hidden, hiddenly, you know, is there... Do you get, what is your sense or what is your feeling when somebody sends you a DM or sends you a message and you're like, man, you almost like helped save my life or helped turn, turn my life around. That's got to be such an amazing feeling. Oh, it's amazing. You know, there have been a lot of people send me messages saying, you know what? I've been sober for a week 
or a month or a year. And especially during the pandemic, I got a ton of messages mm -hmm. saying, you know what, your stories on your site have kept me sober, which, you know, always like gives me chills. And I, you know, we've talked about this off air or offline right now, but, you know, I've got a full-time career family man. And there's so many times where I just feel like I don't have the bandwidth because I'm pretty much a one-man show aside from uh, one of my girlfriends, Jessica, who's amazing. She helps me out with some stories and podcasts, but yeah, you know, at the end of the day, I'm like, fuck, I don't know if I have the energy to do this because you have to be a hundred percent all in. This is a very delicate topic. I can't be, you know, one foot in one foot out. Sure. And then all of a sudden I'll check my DMS and I get like a message from a mom you know, the parents are the best. Those ones, you know, just empower me too. And I get all jacked up when it's like, you know what, my daughter's in prison or mm -hmm. my daughter or son are in the, on the streets. I don't know what to do. Um, you know, but reading the stories on your site are the only things that are giving me hope right now. Like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And then all of a sudden it's like, fuck yeah, let's go. Next I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I know what my purpose is. Let's dance, man. So it what? just like just when fuels me. Yeah, when you talk to, I mean, you've taught a thousand of people, like, I mean, you could be one single individual, like other than like a therapist or like somebody in rehab that has talked with so many people and successful stories. When you talk to these individuals that um, have recovered, they're in recovery, do you see any common themes that they say like led them to their addiction? Uh, they don't feel comfortable in their own skin that's the biggest one they don't feel comfortable with who they are mm -hmm. they're insecure and it seems like the common theme is you know starts in late junior high or high school is when all of a sudden they find alcohol it usually starts with alcohol okay and then all of a sudden it's like yep i i feel confidence i feel like i know who i am now i can mm -hmm. be the life of the party you know my insecurities have drowned they've gone away and then all of a sudden they start leaning on the alcohol and the alcohol goes to weed and the weed goes to cocaine and the cocaine goes to, you know, whatever else, all these fucking crazy drugs that are out there right now. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And then the addiction, the disease just takes over. Um, that's how it starts with, I feel like 90% of the people that I talk to. What, and then what do they say is <clears throat> for them to succeed in recovery? What's like a common step? that they achieve or they do to maybe even just start that process surrender yeah surrender it's knowing that they no longer have control they you know i would say again 95 percent of the stories there is a rock bottom moment mm -hmm. and it's crazy because when i do these podcasts it's like okay they're sharing a story they have a horrific experience and i'm like that was your rock bottom moment. They're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and then they go, yeah, I stopped for two months. And all of a sudden I got back into insert, you know, addiction, drug mm -hmm. of choice. Goes again for another three to six months. And what I think would be another rock bottom. Nope, still not rock bottom yet. And finally they get to that rock bottom moment where it's just like, I can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. I've lost myself. I've ruined my relationships, my marriage. Um, they've lost everything. You know, and it's just they finally surrender and they get the help that, and treatment they deserve. The team and the people at Engineered Sleep are offering you 15% off if you use promo code LIVE15 to get a new mattress. And I cannot tell you enough how much trust I have in the team at Engineered Sleep. 
and the product they will provide to you if you have any questions about your current mattress. If you're getting bad sleep and you think it might be your mattress, it's time to upgrade your mattress. And the team at Engineered Sleep is here to do that for you. Use promo code LIVE15. You'll get 10% off your order. But most importantly, you're going to be working with an amazing company. You're going to have an amazing product. And you're going to start sleeping better at night and you'll start performing better on a daily basis so go to engineeredsleep.com use promo code live 15 get 15 percent off your order and start sleeping better and performing better on a daily basis what and i think this is when you talk to people in recovery this is one of the cooler things that they you know they'll open up and, and tell you but from what you've <clears throat> learned through all these conversations what is somebody in recovery like? How do they describe their life now? Like, what do they describe? You know, waking up or something like. What is, What are those feelings? Well, you know, it's so funny. So the bit that's one of the questions I always ask. Like, what is the one word now that you're free from addiction? And it varies, of course. Mm-hmm. But I think the biggest conversation that everybody has is they were so afraid to get sober because they didn't think that they would have any fun anymore. Wow. So it's kind of interesting because everybody says, it's one of the first things that says like, you know what, I have more fun in sobriety because I'm present. You know, I'm back to being myself. I feel comfortable in my own skin. I know who I am. You know, I don't need fucking 45 drinks to get on the dance floor. Like I'm on the <laughs> dance floor. I, I don't need 45 drinks to sit in front of 10 people and tell a story. Like, you know, I feel comfortable in my own skin now. So it's, dude, it's, 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 it's so rad. Like it's so, yeah. you know, you know how it is doing a podcast. Like I love more than anything, like a good story. Stories dude. are the and best. When, I, dude, when, when I'm listening to these stories, like Brandon Novak, you know, he was signed to be a Gatorade sponsor, the youngest skater. And he was telling me about how he's on a treadmill at the Gatorade headquarters next to Michael Jordan. And then all of a sudden, you know, he falls to his addiction and he's in the streets and, you know, prostituting himself for, for fucking heroin. It's crazy. It's insane. Mm-hmm. And then you look at him now and he's like a voice of recovery, man. Yeah. He looks healthy. He looks fantastic. He's saving, you know, thousands of lives. For sure. Dude, it's just fucking amazing. It is what, amazing. What do you think is misunderstood about individuals in addiction? Maybe even when they're in, uh, you know, active addiction. What's misunderstood about them? Mm-hmm. Well, I think most people think it's just, hey, quit. Just yeah. stop. Stop. <clears throat> but you know how it is. You can't oh, stop. No. It's a disease. So most people who aren't addicts think that it's just an easy solution. Just put down the bottle. And it's not. No, it's not. I mean, it's a disease. It, it has control of you. And one thing that I've <clears throat> noticed um, when addicts are sober they're literally the most like nicest most genuine people out there like i they're i don't know they have like something special about them and to think you know something like addiction or you know can take control of somebody like that on and on the other end i mean they're so joyful to be around it it's really incredible is there you have how many kids do you have i've got two two kids Yes. How do you explain what happened to your your sister and your two good friends and, you know, what you're doing and what addiction and mental health is? That's a really good question because all three of my loved ones died before 
you know, my kids could really grasp mm -hmm. what was happening. My daughter, who is a senior in college, you know, she has become a big advocate of the platform. And I think, you know, being in college, she is an anomaly. She doesn't drink. She doesn't smoke. She doesn't go to parties. Um, she's actually helped me with some graphic design stuff for Recovery Rockstars. And she'll tell me, like, she used my platform as an example in one of her classes. But we have the conversation about addiction. She's fully aware because, you know, you see it all around college mm -hmm. campuses. You can tell when people are having fun and you can kind of tell the people that you need to be concerned about because they're just drunk 24 seven. They're making yeah. really bad decisions. They're going streaking in the quad, you know, all that shit, dude. Um, but really it's, there's so many resources out there. I think the scariest thing in a lot of the schools constantly send out materials, but fentanyl, you know, yeah, fentanyl are starting to hit all these college campuses and you're seeing young, young ones, pass away unfortunately because of this fucking horrific drug yeah so you know we are open and honest for my son the same thing you know he's up in santa barbara he's a, a freshman and he's having a good time and we're open about you know i'm not naive when i was a freshman in college i was having a great time too yeah, but same. the conversation that him and i have are hey man you got to make smart decisions like addiction is a thing it's run in the family you got to be careful you know Make sure you have a driver. Be careful for who you surround yourself with. Yeah. Don't do any hard drugs, period. You know what I mean? So I think you just got to be open and honest. And, uh, you know, I, my daughter understands Recovery Rock Stars, and she's actually shared her my platform, our platform with uh, a few of her friends that she's been concerned about, have voiced that they're, you know, struggling with addiction. Yeah, that is a beautiful thing about being in recovery is, I mean, you're not, you know, you weren't an addict, but you've been affected by like so many of us that people will like when they reach out for you to help somebody, it's just very rewarding to be able to talk with somebody, even if it's a mom or a family member or, you know, individual, like, I don't know, man, it's just, it's something about it that just makes you feel really good. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, there are some amazing people in recovery, you know, to go back to when you said, how would you start this? You know, I, I was fearful that this was just going to be a flop. You know, how who is going to share their story with me? Mm -hmm. And then just as, as long as you start having, as soon as I started having these genuine conversations, man, everybody was so willing to lend a helping hand. Yeah, It's crazy. Just they're genuine. They care. They want to make a difference. They want to give back. And when they have felt the feeling of getting out of addiction, they're like, you know, they're like their brothers and sisters that are in addiction. Like, you know, maybe they're not biologically brothers and sisters, but they feel a connection to them and they know how good they can feel if they do, you know, get out of their addiction. And I wanted to touch on something that I thought was cool. And you mentioned that your daughter has helped you with some artwork for Recovery Rockstars. And I listened to a podcast with you earlier and you've had people get your logo tattooed. Yeah, man. Oh, That's no. so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if you need any signs that you're making a difference, but I think when people start getting your logo tattooed on them, that's like maybe like the most concrete sign you could have. Dude, when when I saw that, I fucking cried, man. Mm -hmm. I like for real. Somebody is tattooing the Recovery Rockstars logo on their body. 
that that stays forever. Yeah. Unless you get removed, of course, but it's just like, <laughs> holy shit, obviously it's made an impact in somebody's life, which again, I just, I started weeping. I was showing my family. I'm like, I made a difference <laughs> in this world, man. I'm somebody. <laughs> it was kind of funny because I went through, just give you a little uh, background here. You know, I hired, I think two graphic designers. And I'm like, Recovery Rockstar, this has to have a badass logo. And I, I went through so many iterations of these logo. And then I was just, you know, starting to look up meaning. And I've always loved the triangle, you know, it stands for mind, body, and spirit, and past, mm -hmm. present, and future. And I literally just drew this little triangle with like three <laughs> dots, you know, represent, because I wanted something with three. So you got three sides, and, you know, um, each dot represents somebody that I've lost. Plus it's like an ellipsis, your story's going to continue. And it mm -hmm. was just perfectly enveloped recovery rock stars. <laughs> and it literally just to be like a little design, but it's like so powerful to me, you know? Yeah. It's a, it's incredible, man. And you, uh, you've been open about your anxiety and man, I think a lot of my addiction could have come from anxiety, um, like as an early, early kid, you know, um, and alcohol solved my anxiety and I didn't know at the time it'd make it a lot worse, but what do you do when like you're maybe on the verge of a panic attack or having a lot of anxiety? Like what are some steps that you take personally to get through that yeah, type of stuff? That's a great, yeah. I don't know why I've always just run hot. You know, mm -hmm. I've got, this is a therapy session by any means, but I've got like some self-esteem and insecurity issues. I mean, <laughs> I think we all do, you know what I mean? But um, anytime I'm feeling anxious, you know, one thing that the, this mastermind has helped me is like, you know, one word that I'm trying to, to concentrate on is mindfulness mm -hmm. and usually i would suppress the anxiety but a lot of the experts say you know what bring it up to the surface have a little conversation with it what's up anxiety how are you <laughs> i like that hey, yeah why are you here why are you feeling this way and really be mindful of why you're experiencing the anxiety and just have a conversation with it you know worst case scenario what's what's going to happen you know at the end of the day nothing so just acknowledge it <laughs> You know, and then of course, you know, breath works definitely helps. So anytime you're anxious, just slow down your breathing. You know, somebody got a therapist taught me a long time ago, like clutch your thumb really hard, which was interesting. Yeah. And just like focus on that. So there's several different ways, but I think it always starts with the breath. Just yeah. calm yourself down, acknowledge the anxieties there, have a conversation with it and, you know, it'll fade. The, um, the breath is, I mean, honestly, like could be the most powerful thing you have if you want to control your emotions or your feelings, what when somebody, if somebody is listening and they are struggling or they know somebody that's struggling, what is your, what is your conversation with somebody that may come to you? Like, what do you first tell them to do? Or so it could be somebody in, in active addiction or somebody trying to reach out to somebody in active addiction. Yeah. Well, there are so many resources now. I think I always start with AA, um, find a support group first and foremost, but, you know, I'll refer people out depending upon where they're at to various treatment centers. Um, it starts with having a conversation, maybe starting with a loved one, just to be open and honest um, and talk about their concern about their addiction or just open up about the addiction. Mm -hmm. You know, I think you said it too. It just starts with a conversation, acknowledging and, you know, leaning on your support. Um, I mean, there are so many resources now. I mean, there are so many great podcasts out there uh you know recovery podcasts out there there's so many uh instagram pages now um 
if you're really having a crisis, uh, call 988, the crisis line, uh, the suicide helpline. There's so many, you know, 24 seven access to, to somebody who could help you. Um, but it really starts with, you know, surrender and having a conversation. Yeah. And you've, <clears throat> I mean, like you said, I think I've probably said it to you in our conversation. It's all about a conversation. Like you just got to start talking about it and on your Instagram, um, you do a lot of like top three. Have you noticed a common theme for like top three tips for somebody to stay sober? Sam, first of all, thank you for doing your homework, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Spirituality, faith, meditation. Um, you know, those are always the big one. Uh, exercise is always a big one. Mm-hmm. That's a big and one it, for me. Oh, a- absolutely. Um, getting out in nature. Uh, you know, one thing that a lot of people uh, mention is the very first thing that they do as soon as they get out of bed is make their bed. Mm-hmm. They can't go on <laughs> with the rest of the day unless their bed is made and they feel clean. <laughs> They've um, either been in like the armed forces or in rehab. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yoga, it seems like you know, so many people um, who are in recovery start with yoga and, you know, mindfulness. So mm-hmm. those are the common themes. Yeah, I love it. And as we are wrapping up here, you start your podcast with a couple of questions. So I wanted to end all snap dog this podcast with one question and I'm going to make it a little longer of a time frame. But what is the best thing that's happened to you this month? We're closing out September. What's the best thing that's happened to you this month? Oh my gosh, September. Oh, so many good things have happened. I think, uh, you know, personally, the biggest thing is getting my son off to college. Cool. And getting my daughter back to college for her final year. You know, it's, it's kind of bittersweet my wife and I have been having these conversations of being empty nesters, which really blows our <laughs> mind because we're still, you know, young and young at heart. Uh, you know, I still act like I'm 21, even though I'm not, but it's just been quite the experience, um, you know, to see my little birds fly, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And then it's really cool to be able to connect with my wife again with just us. Yeah. So that's probably the biggest thing for for this month, man. It's been an emotional roller coaster. There's days where you could say one word and I might lose my shit and, you know, get super emotional and cry. And other days where I'm like, yes, freedom, <laughs> dude. But, you know, just to know that, you know, one of my goals is, you know, I want to be an ideal dad. Um, I want my kids to be happy. I want my kids to be driven. I want my kids to, you know, spread kindness, spread love. Uh, want them to succeed in ever what, whatever definition success means for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to to know that we did it over the last eighteen years and got them off to the next stage of their life. You know, hopefully we did the best we could. But yeah, it's been a, it's been quite an emotional month. I got all right. One more follow up question that I do not have kids yet. I hope to have kids one day. What is some um, parenting advice? Oh shit! <laughs> Come on. Oh, just maybe it could them. be for yourself or for the kids. You know, I, I, number one, 
love them unconditionally. You know, like I said throughout this podcast, I think I tell my kids I love them ad nauseum. Um, <laughs> just because I literally, even today, I mean, my kids are in college and every single night before I go to bed, I don't call them. There's this thing called Snapchat these days where kids, you know, engage with. So I, I send a little picture and I say, good night, I love you. You know, every single night, I don't miss it. Love it. So never miss the opportunity. And then I think the biggest thing for me, and I kind of look back and hopefully I didn't miss this is, be present. Mm-hmm. Be fucking present. I give my, you know, my my dad to have younger kids now. I'm like, you're gonna blink and you're gonna miss these moments. It's hard in the moment where you've got, okay, little Johnny's got to go to 19 <laughs> soccer games this weekend, and Susie's got gym class and swim and whatever else. And you're like, fuck it, I don't want to do this anymore. But dude, enjoy. I miss that. So yeah. you know, love unconditionally. Be present. Oh, well, Kevin, dude. It's been such a pleasure getting to know you really over the past few weeks, maybe in like a month now. But um, if people want to find you, like, let me get your Instagram handle. Like, where can people find what you're doing? Yeah. Instagram at Recovery Rockstars. You can DM me anytime. Uh, my email address is Kevin at RecoveryRockstars.com. Facebook, Recovery Rockstars. <laughs> you check out the Recovery Rockstars Uncut podcast. That's right. Uh, yeah. So there it is. It's easy, man. And uh, you're doing incredible stuff, like sharing these stories. Like it's been a common theme in our conversation today is incredibly powerful and it's changing lives. And then just that one person that hears that conversation, hears that story, you know, it might change their life forever. I know that was part of my recovery and my journey. So I just want to thank you for just being honestly who you are, because like you, you know, you have a unique position in this space and you do an incredible job. And uh, I want to thank you for what you're doing and thank you for coming on. And I'm excited to continue our friendship. So likewise, brother, thank you for having me and thank you for everything you're doing. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did click subscribe on your listening platform for upcoming conversations.